a Monday morning, and you know what that means, streamers. Welcome back to the Isolation Station Club. This is Daz Does Disney, and I'm your host. It's me. It's me. It's the DOZ. Landon the Daz Done, kicking your week off the right way with a little bit of news coming out of the House of the Mouse in Orlando, Florida. We're talking Walt Disney World. Hope y'all had a very good week. Uh, me personally here in East Tennessee, had a pretty good week myself. Uh, the weather, it be a changing, it be getting cold. Had to kick on the heat this week. Um, so I am looking forward to a much more expensive electric and heating bill in the upcoming months. Had to break out the sweatpants. Uh, sweatpants, not a uh, look that I normally go for, but you know, tis the season. That's kind of a tease for what we're going to be getting into later this episode because we do have some holiday themed news to talk about, particularly in a few of the parks of uh, the Walt Disney World Resort. So at this point, I would like to bring on my co-host, my tag team partner. You know her. You love her. She is the rising star in the podcasting world. She is the rising star in the streaming slash YouTube world. Follow her on Twitter at itsteppers. Uh, download her podcast, Adventures with Steppers. Follow her blog, Adventures with Steppers. Um, uh, I think I've said it enough. It's Steppers! Steppers, what's up, my friend? How you doing? It's Arctic conditions, <laughs> and honestly, this is great that this is an audio podcast. Like, I'm going to have to get my life together before I record my own, but uh, y'all, I got like a hoodie. I got some long socks on. I'm wearing pants. Well, I'm wearing leggings. That's a little dramatic. I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> oh, so you're not wearing up. pants. Okay. Say, okay, y'all know leggings fans. are... Okay, y'all know leggings aren't really <laughs> pants. We just say that to make ourselves feel better. They're more of a comfort clothing item. Something like that. But uh, no, I'm doing good. Um, Just a little cold at the moment. We did a fire pit yesterday. Ooh. Roasted some smears last night, so that's pretty cool. Um, I love like the cold weather, so like I'm I'm like complaining that I'm cold, but I also it fills me with joy. I'm one mm -hmm. of those people that like I'm the opposite of seasonal depression, where I am more depressed during the summer. Where so. where it's oppressively hot and stuff like that. Yeah, like I'm um. not. I like layers. I like oversized like sweaters. I like blankets. I like because I also run hot. Like yeah, you do. Thanks. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> I um I just run hot, so I enjoy like cold weather, so that it kind of balances my temperature. But last night I still had the fan on, and I told Jackson I was like, "You can turn the fan off, I guess," because he was freezing. I was like, "I'm still hot, but whatever, it's fine. I'll stick my foot out of the blanket and hope for the best." Oh, so sticking the foot out under the blanket that like balances it and and, and well, because then I still have Gimli as like a oh, furnace next to yes, me. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yeah. that so, is true. Yeah, anybody like, who has a dog that sleeps in a bed with them knows it's like having your own personal heating system with you at all times. Which is why I'm convinced he loves me the most is because like I radiate heat and warm him up, and then <laughs> well, it, let's not talk. It's fine. <laughs> it's not because Jackson moves around in his sleep. No, none of that. It's because I radiate heat and give him love. Well, it, it, it's like I'm. I'm glad you say it's like like your only foe complaining because it's like like I do want to point out like like the day we're recording this. It's October 9th, and according to uh, my computer, it's 58 degrees outside. Like like here in a couple months, it's gonna be like 20 degrees. And, okay, and, see, we don't get and then then we're going to be able to legitimately complain how cold it is, Stephers. <laughs> Well, so right now here, there's no way that's correct. Right now here, it's low 60s. 
Last night, the low was high 30s, maybe. And here, there's a, like, we don't really get into the 20s here where I am. It's like very much the lowest we'll get low 30s. And if we're hitting 20s, then you know something's going on in the universe. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm hmm. But I enjoy that because you can turn on the fireplace and you can pop a window open and you can kind of just take it all in. And now that we have like a fenced in yard, we can just sit outside. Like yesterday I sat outside and read, let me tell you, I've read three books this weekend. I'm on my fourth one, which I'm definitely, like I was up till 1 a.m. This is, we're going on a tangent. We haven't even gotten to the news <laughs> yet. Sorry. <laughs> I was a terrible reader growing up. But now I read and like if I'm into a book, I will literally like I can finish it in one day. So that's what I've been doing. So then I was up till 1 a.m. last night finishing this book. So now I'm reading another book by the same person. And like I'm just like uh, I'm being like uh, Inception. Like I can I I'm getting mind dorked on. Okay. I got to be polite because this is a family show. Um <laughs> It's just a crazy whirlwind of a ride. And that's just, I've come so far because I, like, I read fast, but also, like, I enjoy reading now. And well, sometimes you gotta, you gotta mental, mental health stable. I don't, yeah. Stay tuned. Uh, Wednesday's episode of Adventures with Steppers will, will kind of dive deeper into what I use reading for. But yeah, I'm good. We're good. It's cold. I like it. We're good. Well, well, that's, that's awesome. Uh, and and that's 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 a lot of reading. Uh, you you want to give a shout out to the series and author you're reading? Oh, or? so I read Beautiful Disaster, which is a series, but I didn't know it was this. I got roped in, y'all. My friend was like, "Oh yeah, Beautiful Disaster. It's a book that's becoming a movie. So you should." And Dylan Sprouse is gonna be like the main guy in it. Which, by the way, that's a whole nother discussion that I don't know. I don't know. Um, and so I finished the book. And then I was looking on Goodreads. Turns out there's a sequel that just came out this year. And I was like, y'all fake. How are you going to give me a book? Turn like, I was just like focused on movie book and knowing what's going on. So I could like, you know, just see how they don't accurately, uh, whatever. <laughs> um, and then there was a sequel. So then I was starting to read one of the, because the, there's three, four books technically. The second book that they say is the second book was just the same as the first book, but told from the dude's perspective. Then there's a book, a book um, kind of that bridges the gap between the first book and the actual second book. So then I read the second book. I skipped the bridge because nah, I, need, I, I didn't need the bridge. Honestly, I could read it la later if I wanted. And then I'm about to get some people. Hopefully I get some people that are listening right now. I started calling Hoover books. So I just read Verity last night and just that's it. That's all I can say about that. So now I'm reading It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover. I've gotten on the Colleen Hoover train. Honestly, I still don't know how to feel. Verity was like a solid four. Like my brain still kind of hurts. I don't know. Well, I mean, you did read three books. It's like, like if I if I read three paragraphs, my brain no, practically well, melted. So, imagine you know the movie Inception with with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes, right? I'm familiar with it. it. Yes. Okay, cool. Imagine that as a book. Yeah, just imagine that as a book, and like reading it, and then getting to the end of the book, and you're like. I'm making a very like confused face, but just. <laughs> 
just yeah it was just yeah i'm still processing wow okay yeah i know it's been a whirlwind of a of a weekend well well way to read the hell uh out of some books this past week steppers good job oh yeah go to your local library and get a library card or do what i did and apply for one online via your uh, your library's website because they do that well some libraries do that now um but i'm trying to do this thing where i read the digital book to see if I like the book and then I'll, if I like it enough, I will purchase it for myself, for my own collection. Mm. Um, yeah, pretty solid, 10 out of 10. I didn't think I would like reading a book like digitally, but cause I like having the paper. But let me tell you, reading a book off an iPad, <clears throat> like when you're in bed and trying, like before you go to sleep, and yeah, and you have a dog that like bothers you, it's <laughs> 10 times easier, 10 times easier. <laughs> But y'all really didn't come here for my book club brand. Um, you're here for some <laughs> Disney news out of the houses of the mouses. Because there's technically two mouses. And they technically have two houses per Disney Dreamlight Valley. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, in the process of unlocking many in, 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 good in luck. my. Good luck. Good luck. May I, the force be with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like every time I think it's like, all right, I got her. And she disappears nope. again. Yeah, absolutely yeah. not. Mm -hmm. uh, it, yeah. Oh. Uh, Sorry, um, I like don't read these articles before we we do this. Steppers, so don't I tell like... them how the sausage is made. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just I'm just saying I just open it and then we go on this ride together. And I think that that's a beautiful thing. It, um, yeah, yeah, it definitely is way to frame it that way. I mean, it is a beautiful thing. I just this you're just learning the ins and outs of podcasting life. I'm sure people are actually more prepared and have like outlines and actually fact check and like do all these things. I don't do that. So <laughs> <laughs> episode 50, whatever is off to a hot start, everybody. Yeah, 50 already? Have we done 50 episodes? I mean, it's either 52 or 53, at least the oh my number Oh gosh, one. look at us. Yeah, uh-huh. That's cute. Okay, that's that's like a milestone for us, Landon. Like, I mean, there was there was the one, this is episode 52, numbered episode 52. There was the one. So we've done almost 50 together. Yeah, we've done almost 50 together. Uh, there wow. was the April Fool's Day episode that was the joke episode that got me a lot of weird, angry pushback. It's like, it was a joke, you weirdo. Anyway, but yes, this is episode 52. So, of the, of the numbered ones anyway. But yes, episode 52, off to a hot start. We are sizzling <laughs> over here at the in the isolation station of we're not isolated anyway moving on i feel like we just need to take it from the top it's a mutt no we're not doing <laughs> could you imagine <laughs> um all right so disney world y'all know i already have some thoughts about the world not getting the world but it's okay land is land is i'll be gate i'll be getting there next year like getting there and you'll be able to Dis participate in, in the hundred years celebration for <gasps> let me right. tell you i'm so excited because i didn't like i don't keep up with all of that like dates and things i really i really just don't keep up with it but that's really exciting because i looked at all the announcements that they had for it but anyway this is not about land no, this no. is about world yes disney world has began advertising end of 50th anniversary celebration Whoopee! We're, we're reaching the end, folks. We've really we've really done it. With less than six months until Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary officially ends on March 31st, 20... 
31st, 2023, Disney World has begun to advertise the end of the anniversary on its website and in its marketing materials for travel agencies. Can confirm. Did y'all know that I'm a travel agent? Because I don't talk about that. But I did get this information in my email. Um, on the 50th anniversary page, Disney notes that it's the last chance to see the beacons of magic, Mickey's celebration cavalcade, and limited time merchandise offerings before they go away at the end of the celebration. Hold on a second. What you mean is the last chance to see the beacons of magic? What, what do you mean, Disney? Other offerings like the Fab 50 character sculptures don't fall under the last chance to see category, but it's likely that the last chance section is not a complete list of what will be ending starting April 1st, 2023. I would be stunned if they remove the Fab 50 character sculptures, especially now that they're being integrated into the Magic Band Plus interactivity portions. And also them listing the beacons of magic stuff. It's like, does that mean they're going to stop lighting up my girl spaceship Earth? That's what I'm saying. That's where my oh. hesitation was. I mean, like, oh. I feel like... How they, do you they, get rid of the beacons of magic? They couldn't do that to, to spaceship Earth, could they? They could, though. They I mean, they absolutely... They 1,000% could, but I mean... Oh, oh, that... Oh, uh, that would that would go over like a fart in church because like 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 the 50th anniversary has been hit or miss and and I think even the oh, biggest hold on. Disney fan would admit that but I mean like that's the one thing that I think everybody across the board has admitted that Disney just knocked it out of the park was them lighting up Spaceship Earth right? Well, so here's the thing. So I scrolled down because you know I like to skim and I like to read. Um. With uh, that said, it all ends on March 31st, 2023, when Disney will start to shift more of its attention to the 100th anniversary of the Walt Disney Company. While the Disney 100 celebrations will be centered in Disneyland, there will be a new nighttime show at Epcot that will replace Harmonious and celebrate Disney 100. So, that's it. Speculation it's Nation. Oh, sorry. I, I was going to say, it, it's not the 100th anniversary of Disneyland. What I said, it's like, that can't oh, be I, right. Just, yeah, it's you like, said 100 and I went with it. So yeah, Disneyland didn't open in 1923. It's like, yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah, welcome to the Great Depression, everybody. Come to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> I think instead of a beacon of magic thing, they're going to do a Disney 100 thing. So maybe the term beacons of magic will be altered to fit this new celebration maybe speculation nation you heard okay. it here first. Uh, all, all right well as long as as long as they keep doing what they've been doing lighting up spaceship earth the epcot ball my girl because i mean like like just just thinking there's about no way oh, you can do that like there's a way you can do that but there's no way you should do that just because you can like unless Oh well, no, that has nothing to do. Unless there's some reason why they would have to take the lights off to refurb Spaceship Earth, which, by the way, we still need that I mean, refurb to happen. I mean, they did announce it was going to happen. Then the world caught fire. But I mean, that was they so, they, they announced that they were going to refurb Spaceship Earth, but they and also then it didn't. That was that was during the wave when they said, "Yeah, we're going to put the the Mary Poppins dark ride in Epcot." So that might be one of those things. It's like it was announced on the but shopping block. There's an, okay, but the difference between sorry, we're going on like an Epcot tangent, but the difference between the Mary Poppins dark ride and the refurb is Spaceship Earth already exists. Spaceship Earth outdated. 
Like it needs that push into the Tesla age. You know what I'm saying? Like we need we need to throw a Tesla in Spaceship Earth and say of the future. Please keep that weirdo away from Spaceship Earth. I do not want Elon Musk anywhere. Okay, near electric cars. Electric okay. cars. That's All where right. I'm going with it. Like a, like a sustainability. They're, they're doing this whole like nature educational thing. Like they can definitely push like a like a uh, uh, what's it called? Yeah, the push, like just updated technology, electric cars, being more efficient, blah, 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 blah. And like talk about how we're all on social media and then I'll have a bunch of like selfie stations. Oh my God, could you imagine Spaceship Earth transforming into... Jeffers, don't even finish your sentence. Let's not, let's not no, put that in No, no, I will throw you off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I just think... I know that they can do great things with Spaceship Earth, so I just, I want the refurb, and I don't want them to remove any of the past things, it's more like adding to what they have, right? They would just add to it, they're not going to get rid of the basis of history, right? Uh, I I think they would, they would add stuff to it, but... I mean, I think it would be one of those things like there would be some addition. I feel like there would the be some Apple part, like the computer part from there. They, like, I feel like that could be updated. updated. Yeah. But I don't think like the Romans and the this and the that, like the basis of our history. I don't think you can get rid of that. No, I, I would agree no. with that. Maybe maybe they would tweak some of that aspect, <laughs> maybe update some of the uh, animatronics. Yeah, but, right. Like, the, yeah. But yeah, but okay. but but I would agree. Like maybe maybe from the computer or the the computer boom from seeing Steve Jobs in his uh, in his garage working on the computer, we would see some update and upgrades from there. I I, I, I do think there is room for growth there. I, I would agree. Yeah. I would one hundred. As long as you don't gut it, I think there's a good foundation there. We just need it updated. But now that. We've gone on that tangent about Epcot. We're not even into the Epcot stories. No, no. There's there's we're... a whole slew of Epcot stories. So we're heading back Correct. to the Magic Kingdom. Uh, we are. Yes. Uh, and heading back to the Magic Kingdom, much like we saw for Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween party, we are now starting to see the first select dates for Mickey's very Merry Christmas party start to sell out, particularly our very first December date. Last week, we saw uh, three dates in November, November 8th, 10th, and 11th sell out. This week, we saw December 15th sell out. Now, as of this recording, October 10th, there's still a lot of dates for Mickey's very Merry Christmas party still available. But if you do remember, this is kind of how Mickey's not so scary Halloween party started. A few dates sold out, then a couple more sold out, then a chunk more sold out. And then before you knew it, the entire event was sold out. And if I had to make a prediction, which I guess I kind of am right now because it's a podcast and that's what podcasters do. I think we're also going to see another blanket sellout for another after hour ticketed event in Mickey's very Merry Christmas party. And, uh, if you do want to get in on the cheaper end of things, quote unquote, cheaper end, because at the lowest price point, regular prices are going to be 149 annual pass holder discounts. You can still get them at the 139 price point. There are still a few dates available for the lowest price available. So if you want to save a little bit of money for you and your family, you can still act now and get those tickets. But kind of like what we talked about for not so scary. Don't hesitate because I think this is going to sell out as well. Now, Steffers, unlike 
not so scary. You are going to be attending Very Merry. And I am willing to bet you and your party, you already have your tickets, don't you? Oh, yeah, dude. I, I bought those right when they release. And oh. I'm saying right when they release, I waited and, like, we don't need to get them the day they drop, y'all. Like, nothing's going to sell out the day they drop. And you also don't want to have to wait in a queue. Um, but I did get it, like, the first, like, week that it dropped. I will say also... I'm curious what people do for food. So I, t I tweeted, like, before we started recording. And I was like, what... Um... Like, what are the options, essentially? Like, what's open for food? And, like, I got answers. Shout out to Val and, um... Uh, Dr. Jacqueline, but... Hungry girl, and like hot cocoa cookies, they're great, but I need some sustenance. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Val told me there's some quick service. I wasn't impressed with the quick service options, so I'm trying to figure out what to do because they make very good points. Both of them did. Like, don't waste your time, like, sitting down trying to eat something during the party. And I 100% agree. Like, I'm there, like, to take in everything and do all the things because this is like my day at Magic Kingdom. But on a time crunch kind of thing to get all of the offerings in. Mm -hmm. But I'm a hungry grill. <laughs> so. And plus, I mean, walking around the park, you're going to be building up an appetite. And, and, and you're going to need something more than, like you said, hot cocoa and sugar Hungy. cookies on your stomach. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to end up with an upset stomach. And I, I will speak, me and the smoking hot girlfriend, we kind of ran into a similar situation when we were See? in Not So Scary. Um, We both ended up getting pretty dang hungry while we were there. And we were looking around and a lot of the traditional places that you would think you could eat in Magic Kingdom, just straight up closed, like Columbia Harbor House. I thought, okay, we could head over there and, and get get a quick bite to eat. Columbia Harbor House, closed. And I would imagine during, uh, during Very Merry will also be closed. We ended up, I think, heading over to Sleepy Hollow and we just got corn dogs and, uh, and some chips and we just ate that quickly. It's like, you know, not the most glamorous thing, but at the same time, it's like your options, they're going to be pretty limited. I mean, you got uh, Sleepy Sleepy Hollow with corn dogs. I think uh, Cosmic Rays would have been open uh, because I've eaten there, I want to say, in years past at a not so scary. But I remember that being very crowded. And then Pecos Bill, I believe, is also open during the after hour ticketed events but again it could be very busy too because people were probably in the same situation as i was it was like holy crap i need something more than you know 19 fun size snickers bars okay so that's the thing so val responded and said cosmic rays pecos bills harbor house is not open and pinocchio's isn't open to be honest i didn't like pinocchio's yeah pinocchio's either, so i wasn't gonna good. eat there yeah, anyway just, just just don't go there period and then casey's for hot dogs is usually available all of the options are typically super busy we also don't want to waste too much time during parties to eat 100 get that yeah so this was my thought and i don't know if this is what what's going to happen but maybe if we're getting there when we can get in at four maybe try for like an early dinner like 4 30 reservation somewhere or even like a mobile order something because i don't that's my thing i don't need fancy but we talked about this in like a, a an episode a few weeks ago quick service gives me anxiety and also i don't find quick service in magic kingdom that great respectfully mm -hmm. like yeah i it's fine peco's bills i eat yeah. it i'm yeah. not like in love with it um so i'm thinking maybe we do that um just to kind of 
head is over. I'm not sure. That's, I think, what my thing is because I'm seeing someone we, we know and uh, we might be going to lunch, but that's like 1, 1.30. And there's no way your girl can go that long, staying that long at Magic Kingdom and not eat some actual food. Corn dogs might like suffice. I don't know. I mean, they were big old corn dogs. I mean, like, like, like they. I got a big old stomach. What you mean? I mean, like, like I would, I would say, like, like foot long corn dogs. Oh, they're like normal corn dogs. I thought they were corn dog nuggets. No, no, not nuggets. I mean, like, like. like, Oh, then that's fine. it'll suffice. And 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 they were they were like hand cut chips too. It wasn't like like a bag of Lay's tater chips. I mean, like like. Lay's, get your smile on. Sorry. Once again, I miss not jingles, a man. <laughs> I just miss jingles. Stephanie's is gonna okay. bring them back single. But uh yeah, if uh if you have any suggestions on how to beat the hunger bug in these after hour ticketed events, get at us at Does Does Disney, at its Steffers on Twitter, at Landos mm-hmm. on Twitter, because um Steffers has a uh very merry party coming up later this year. And I know in the future I'm gonna be heading back down for a not so scary or a very merry in the future. And I just talked about how I ran into the same issue earlier this year. So I would love to hear what you have to say. So get at us on the social media, by the way, a tease for later in the show, y'all got at us with your thoughts on the virtual queue. We're going to be reading your responses. So be sure and hang on and listen it at the end. And you will possibly hear your response read on the air. Ooh, (laughs) that's what they call a tease. Anyway, moving on, still staying at Magic Kingdom. And this news is exciting to me, to Landon, to my friend Angie, to literally everyone. The railroad track has been installed at Tron Light Cycle Run site for return of Walt Disney World Railroad. New railroad track installation is an encouraging bit of progress for the return of the Walt Disney World Railroad. The railroad has been closed for years as Disney built out the Tron Light Cycle Run attraction in the space where the railroad used to run. Now, Disney has installed a new track on the actual Tron Light Cycle construction site as they connect the existing track in Tomorrowland and the Storybook Circuit Station. Yay! And there's a photo. So, now the question is, every that the question that everybody is wondering, will they open it before, number one, before Tron? I sure as heck hope so. But number two, will they open it before the landscaping's done for Tron? Uh, I'm going to say no on both accounts because uh, while, while this is a great sign for the return of the Walt Disney World Railroad, because once again, it's been closed for years, mm-hmm. years, Disney has still not announced a reopening date or even a season for the railroad because we at least have a season for Tron, which is what spring of next year. Like the railroad is still just shrug emoji at this point. Like, the railroad has been closed for years. Years. Children have been born and gone to kindergarten in the time that the railroad has been closed and stay, stayed shut down. Like, did... I understand... Just, just reopen the damn railroad, Disney! Are you okay there? You having a moment? I Give I need a minute. I am having a moment a little bit. I understand Disney's had some extenuating circumstances. The world vaguely caught fires. I waved my arms in the background. I just uh, botched my catchphrase there. But it's like this years 
The Walt Disney World Railroad has been closed for years. And if you know anything about Walt, about how big of a proponent he was about railroads and this was such a unique way to look at the Magic Kingdom and to see the Magic Kingdom. And it's just been absent for years. It's almost an afterthought at this point. And, it, and, oh, it's, it and it's, it, it's nice to see signs of life every now and then. And we've been getting more and more this year. It's like we've seen cast members training on it. So, so you know, when it's up and running, they can take care of us, the guests. But at the same time, it's like, well, it'll be a blip on the radar, then radio silence. Blip on the radar, radio silence. And and then I'm, this, this gives me a little bit of hope because I mean, they're putting down the track and they're connecting like, like, like the Tomorrowland and Storybook Circle Station. So, I mean, like, like this is progress. Maybe it's getting close, but again, like to answer Steffer's question, I don't think this is going to be open before Tron does. And Tron is going to be open in spring of 2023. And that's, I mean, that's, that's vague city USA. Would you like to know a fun fact? Yes. No yes. I, 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 fact, I really so. feel like I need a fun fact. Stephers. Oh, it's not really fun. It's actually kind of sad, but, <laughs> but I will say that I'm, I'm sad that it, it has become like that. I don't know if it's been an afterthought, but I don't think it's been on the forefront of many people's minds. But before my dad passed away, that was actually one of the last like things I had never been on the railroad. Like that wasn't like a thing we did. And that was like the, one of the last photos I have. And he had a Dunkin' Donuts coffee because we stand Dunkin' in this chat. <laughs> it was just like a whole moment. It's very cute. So I also want to that railroad to open so I can recreate that photo and kind of mm. just have that in my heart. But fun fact about me is actually the railroad, I don't talk about it much, but like the railroad is pretty significant in my, in my heart. So I'm hoping it opens. Um, Angie's also hoping it opens sooner than later, but I don't, I don't know. The, the rocks are laid out. So really they could, they could be testing it out. You know what I'm saying? I hope so. Well, and and you want it to open. Angie wants to wants it to open. I mean, I, everyone does. But I mean, <laughs> I may or may not have opinions on it. So, <laughs> so hopefully, I mean, clearly we're we're closer to it being open than we're not. But I mean, like, come on, Disney. Come on, Disney. You can do it. And then uh, last little bit of uh, Magic Kingdom news for today. Uh, this is actually more uh, Magic Band related news. And no, not Magic Band plus actual Magic Band news. But it is related to the Magic Kingdom. And I think this is just neat. If uh, you are a big Magic Kingdom fan and you have an affinity for one of the lands in the Magic Kingdom and you have an upcoming stay to one of the Walt Disney World resorts or you're a select annual pass holder, you can now select uh, a pre-arrival exclusive Magic Band themed to various lands of the Magic Kingdom. Uh, we're talking Main Street USA with designs inspired by uh, Main Street USA. USA, where you'll find lots of shops, restaurants to welcome you to the most magical place on earth, a design inspired by Tomorrowland, where it depicts uh, Space Mountain and the Astral Orbiter, designs inspired by Fantasyland to show attractions such as Cinderella Castle and Peter Pan's Flight, designs uh, inspired by Liberty Square, showing off attractions such as Haunted Mansion and 
the Hall of Presidents. Uh, <laughs> designs inspired by Frontierland, showing off attractions such as Big Thunder Mountain and Splash Mountain. We'll see how long that one lasts. What up, Tiana? And then uh, finally, a uh, Magic Band inspired by Adventureland, showing off attractions such as the Jungle Cruise and the Enchanted Tiki Room. Uh, not really a big, you know, needle mover when it comes to news. I just think it's interesting that uh, these are going to be regular Magic Bands as opposed to Magic Band Plus. And if you're a fan of the Magic Kingdom and particularly a land in the Magic Kingdom, you now have some uh merchandise to show your fandom there you go i think i just think that's neat so this is my problem well not my problem pre-arrival exclusive it's still like an extra 25 dollars are they just saying that you can't get it unless you're staying on site well i mean it's it, it, it's or it being a select pass hold like you know what i'm saying like is it j just sell the magic bands y'all i don't know why we gotta make this exclusivity thing you're already like whatever well it, what it, it, it goes it goes back to the thing it's like magic bands used to be included if you stayed on property they just like sent you and your party magic bands a couple years back they now charge you for those magic bands or you just don't get them so it's like one of uh, uh one of those i don't know where... if this is a necessary thing i think they just should release the magic band and let people no oh, i the design I like don't know. i i i actually 100% agree with you. Like, I don't understand why they're necessarily locked behind them being exclusive for people staying on resort or annual pass holders, or you have to be X, Y, and Z. This is the only way that you can get, say, a Frontierland magic ban if you're a massive Frontierland fan, which it's like, I think, I think this is a pretty cool idea from Disney. Like if, 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 if you're a massive Fantasyland fan and you want to wear your fandom on your wrist when you go to scan in every time you go to the most magical place on earth, I think that's super awesome. And I hope that they start doing more of this. It's like, I know there are park specific magic bands, but I think it's like kind of cool that they're having like, you know, niches of that. Of course, Disney's like, of course you think that's cool. That's why we're charging you for it, you stupid idiot. But um, I I am kind of curious why it's exclusive, at least now, for the pre-arrival aspect of it. That's what I'm saying. I just think that that's not necessary because, like, I have a good bit of Magic Bands and, like, I would just get mm -hmm. them to collect them. I don't need, you know what I mean? Like, I don't need the exclusivity of it all. But it's fine. I digress. I Pre-arrival Magic Bands exclusive to those guests staying at on-site resorts or whatever and pass holders or whatever that article just said. But I mean, there, I there, don't get it. there are some designs even before this, like like us talking about these uh, themed of the lands in Magic Kingdom. There are exclusive pre-arrival designs of Magic Bands. So this isn't anything new, unfortunately. But I mean, like, and I just don't think that that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? I think you should. We should all be able to get any magic band that we would like. Well, Steffers, that's Disney communism. Well, it's not like it changes the price, <laughs> whether it's exclusive or not. You're still spending at least twenty five dollars on these magic bands. Oh, that's what I'm saying. It yeah, just doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah, you're still paying for it regardless. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Ooh, get this your is magic band. Yes, this is a fun piece of Disney news. Of course, uh. 
Florida and to a lesser extent, Disney is still dealing with the uh, fallout from Hurricane Ian. Uh, if you are able to uh, financially donate, once again, I want to reiterate uh, Google Second Harvest uh, Food Bank of Central Florida and donate. One, uh, as a reminder, $1 donated to Cent uh, Second Harvest, they can uh, turn $1 into four meals. But uh, focusing on Walt Disney World, uh, the Animal Kingdom flotillas are returning to normal routes following cleanup of uh, Hurricane Ian damage. The uh, flotillas are making a full circumnavigation of Discovery Island once again following the cleanup of Hurricane Ian damage that prevented a full route. Uh, previously, it was reported that trees had fallen into the river that runs around the Discovery Island portion of Disney's Animal Kingdom that did prevent the flotillas from leaving the immediate area of the Discovery River Amphitheater. Now that Disney has removed those trees and guests can find those flotillas, making a full lap around Discovery Island again. So, um, uh, uh, we've talked on previous podcasts. Uh, I'm a big fan of the character flotillas. I think it adds an atmosphere that is very unique in Disney's Animal Kingdom. Uh, and I'm glad that Disney has continued to do them even after they've kind of uh, reduced some of the implementations that they did during the uh, pandemic and COVID uh, era of Disney. I'm glad they, they figured out that, hey, People like these. Let's just keep doing them. And I'm glad that they've can that, that after uh, they were able to clean up after Ian, that they're back on track doing the uh, character flotillas in Animal Kingdom. But that's not all the excitement that's happening at Animal Kingdom. And I just want to say, I know we talked about this what last week, week before, but but the Tree of Life Awakenings and Beacon of Magic projection shows now playing. At Disney's Animal Kingdom, and uh, I won't be able to see it. I don't. Th I don't think I'll be able to make it to Animal Kingdom anytime soon, frankly. But um, now, with the sunset around 7:15 and park closed at 8 o'clock, Disney World has restarted the projection shows. And I gotta say, I'm pretty hyped. There are videos that, I honestly, if you put on like the 4K video and you kind of just vibe, like. <laughs> It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I don't, it's a tree, but it is beautiful. And that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, like, yeah. The, the projections that they pull off on, well, the tree of life itself is just- It's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's a piece of art. And what they do with the lights and the projections at night is like, it's, it's, it's a breath to take in. Uh, some of the lightings are very brief and and can be kind of like, oh, well, well, well that that's it. So, so in person, it can be kind of um, anticlimactic, but like Steph was saying, if you can fire up the 4K video where you don't have to stake out a spot for 40 minutes, uh, you and your party, like just waiting in front of the tree of life instead of, you know, like standing in line for like, you know, flight of passage or maybe try and get one of the last safaris of the day where the animals are more active or hanging out in Nomad Lounge. Uh, definitely, uh, definitely check out uh, some of the Tree of Life, quote unquote, awakenings. Um, uh, and Animal Kingdom at night is just such a damn pretty park. And I understand why they don't have, you know, late nights in Animal Kingdom, because it's a zoo. Like, like, yeah, it's a theme park, but also it's a zoo as well. And you have to be mindful of the animal animals that live there because i mean that's that's their home and that's that's the part of 
the Animal Kingdom mission is to take care of these animals. So I 100% respect that. But it's like, like if you ever have been fortunate enough to be in Pandora at night, that's like just a an experience I cannot recommend enough. And words don't do it justice seeing uh, Pandora lit up. Uh, it's phenomenal. And, and like Steffers is talking about, seeing the tree come to life the projections they do they have four different projections they got journey a disney medley a lion king and then the beacon of magic the beacon of magic was the one that i've seen in person and it's very short which it's kind of like oh okay all right that's that's it but it's like it's very cool it's very cool and uh and uh I would I would still like like if you're if you're exiting the park and and it's about to start i would say you know dedicate five, 10 minutes to hang out and wait for it. I don't know if I would dedicate, you know, like I said, 40 minutes to park out and wait for it, particularly uh, that Beacon of Magic one. But uh, there are four different ones um, uh, with the sun setting at 7.15 and the park now closing at eight. Disney has restarted the projection shows and uh, the projections uh, start at 7.45 and ran past the close. So, uh, you can see them as you're exiting the park and check the My Disney Experience app on the day of your visit for the most up-to-date shows. Uh, the Journey one, uh, you can follow a doe on a magical, sometimes treacherous journey through the various landscapes as the two creatures from the Tree of Life come alive in a whole new way. In the Disney Medley one, you can enjoy scenes and music from various Disney stories that uh, that you might have encountered throughout your day at Disney's Animal Kingdom. We're talking from Pocahontas to Pandora, Tarzan, Finding Nemo, the Tree of Life connects you to your favorite stories, to creatures sculpted into the iconic tree. Uh, the Lion King show, as you guessed it, uh, is going to be themed to the Lion King. This is the newest Fully Awakening uh, that debuted back in 2019. And this came after an annual Passholders preview on the River of Lights We Are One nighttime show. And then, like I talked about, the Beacon of Magic. Uh, it's not, quote unquote, a full Tree of Life Awakening. Uh, the Beacon of Magic is a shorter show that plays throughout the night to celebrate the 50th anniversary. So, but yeah, I'm I'm very glad that that uh, that they're doing that again in Animal Kingdom because uh, unlike well, I was going to say unlike the other parks, but uh, sorry, Steffers, uh, Hollywood Studios still doesn't have back uh, uh, its nighttime show. But uh, unlike some of the other parks. Animal Kingdom doesn't really have a nighttime spectacular to send the crowd home happy, so to speak. So I'm glad that the Tree of Life is at least lighting up to give the proverbial tip of the cap to the crowd saying, thanks for coming, uh, get home safe. You really just had to bring up Fantasmic, oh, didn't you? Sorry, I'm sorry. You really had to do that? I'm sorry. You know what would be honestly really rude? So if it came back the day I was there, but like, I'm, I'm in Magic Yeah, and, 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 and you don't have a park reservation. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not gonna do all of that. No, no, no. I, I have a prediction. If that happens and you hear it through the grapevine. I would sob. No, no, no. What you'll do is you would go to guest services and you would buy a park hopper option because you would then go to and park. I hop. only have very merry tickets. I don't even have a park ticket. Oh, I'm that's literally right. only going from very merry. Mm. Oh, I would stop. We're not going to think about it. Yeah, we're let's not, not think, think about, about it. it. We're, we're not thinking about it. It's fine. You're fine. We're fine. It's fine. Moving <laughs> on. We're finally getting into the nitty gritty Epcot news. Pluto's Pumpkin Pursuit Halloween Scavenger Hunt debuts at Epcot. I was going to say I've never heard of this, and that's why, because it says debut. 
After being delayed due to Hurricane Ian, P Pluto's pumpkin pursuit. Whoo! Everybody loves alliteration. <laughs> the Halloween scavenger hunt asks guests to find character-themed pumpkins, mostly around world celebration, world discovery, and world nature. Guests will also have to briefly walk into World Showcase, but unlike Remy's Ratatouille hide and squeak, the hunt does not primarily take place within the World Showcase, which I actually really like that they're getting out of World Showcase. Here's a look at Pluto's pumpkin pursuit, which is $9.99. Hmm. Kind of expensive. What do you get for the end? Well, you you do get a prize, kind of like Remy's uh, hide and squeak. But, but what uh, is it? Oh, it's 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 three oh. little mini pumpkin. Well, well, it's it's three tiny plastic pumpkins of Mickey, Goofy, and. Do you Minnie. get all three? Um, the, would like to confirm if you get all three. I am curious if you get all. three. Three of the, it says prizes, so huh? That doesn't necessarily mean you, you get, get all three, all three that just prizes. Means you can pick I'm, from. I'm gonna be honest. If you're paying ten bucks and you only get one little plastic little pumpkin, does that surprise you? It, it it wouldn't surprise me, but I mean, like, it runs through October 31st, while supplies last. Ooh, the placement of one of the pumpkins? Chef's kiss. Good job, Disney. I mean, the pumpkins no do spoilers. look really no spoilers. cool. I mean, like, if, if if you want to spoil where these pumpkins... And, and I don't think you technically have to, uh, quote-unquote, complete the map to get the mini... I need to stop calling them mini... Little pumpkins... Uh, I, I don't think you have to complete the map to get the prize, but... If if you do want to see where they are, uh, Blog Mickey has an article with pictures of all the pumpkins and their location. The pumpkins look really cool. I mean, uh, they got a Chip and Dale pumpkin. They got an Olaf pumpkin, which looks really awesome. A uh, mini pumpkin. Um, uh, the Wally and Eve uh, pumpkin look super cool as well. Uh, I, I I think activities like this are cool in Epcot because even though I am a fan of Epcot, it's my favorite park. When I was a little Landon, Epcot didn't really move the needle for me because I mean like Epcot, I mean like it, I think it has more to do for the adults than it does the kids. And this is something that I think the kids can do a little scavenger hunt and it gives them, you know, a prize at the end when, when, when they're finished. Now I will say it's like, I'm not overly impressed with the prize of the Pluto's pumpkin pursuit because you get little plastic, uh, tiny pumpkin things, uh, especially compared in years past when it's like, I, I know on some of the, uh, scavenger hunts, you would get like an actual tumbler that you could use. And it's like, that's, that, that's a pretty dang good prize. I'm very underwhelmed with the prize, but at the same time, I think stuff like this is cool. So if uh, you and your little ones are running around the World Showcase, running around Epcot, and you want to give it a shot during the uh, spoopy season, Pluto's Pumpkin Pursuit is now up and available, $9.99, like Steffers said, while supplies last. I don't know if the $9.99 really was coherent because I was uh, full choking on, <laughs> on air, but it's fine. I will, I think, yeah, well. I don't know. I think it's a cute little thing. It is. I, I I feel like the price is a little lackluster, but the prizes are lackluster. I will agree with you, but um, uh, it is free to look at the pumpkins as you go throughout Epcot, and and you might 
notice them while you are wandering throughout Epcot and you're going to be like, what's with the random pumpkin that's dressed up like Minnie's dress or, you know, what's with the pumpkin that looks like Goofy that's standing on top of the brew wing at the Odyssey. By the way, spoiler alert, I just gave you that one. Well, now you know. It's it's for the Pluto's pumpkin pursuit and, and stuff like that. It's spread out all through Epcot and I think stuff like that's cool. We like cool things. You know what else is cool? What's that? Meet and greets. They are cool, Steffers. I am a fan of meet and greets, especially now that we're back in the you can hug a character era of meet and greets. Let's not talk about how I still haven't hugged Chewbacca. One day. I literally will sob. Act like I won't, but I will. Oh, Fantasmic yes. and Chewbacca all in one day. That's the, That's where we're going with this. Is the goal, Staffers? If you when when you're down in Orlando, if I hear that Fantasmic is coming back while you're down there, I'm going to Venmo you money so you can go to Hollywood Studios one day. So so you can go get your daggum Wookie hug and then go see Fantasmic. I will send you that money, my friend. I will cry. Anyway, going back to meet and greets, we're still staying in Epcot. So, Minnie and Pluto swap places at Epcot. Minnie Mouse used to meet guests at the World Showcase Friendship Gazebo near Disney Traders. She's looking cute, trying to hug people. Uh, now, Minnie Mouse has swapped places with Pluto, who used to meet up at the front of the park. So, now, Minnie's at the front of the park, and Pluto is in World Showcase. Is that what we're saying? Believe yep, so. That yep. is what we're saying. Pluto has moved to the World Showcase Friendship Gazebo, and now Minnie Mouse will be at the front of the park so didn't actually know that that was set in stone so good good to know yeah uh and and that move uh according to reports is going to be for quote a few months uh and according to the my disney experience app pluto's move uh is showing up on the world showcase but mini appears to be missing so again if you are looking for mini just remember what steffers said uh Minnie ain't gone. Uh, just she and Pluto have uh, swapped places and Minnie has been on the move. And another meet and greet, a man that has been on the move, though he is uh, used to being on the move. That is uh, the man in the big suit, uh, old St. Nick himself. Disney has announced that the Santa Claus meet and greet will move into the Odyssey Pavilion at Epcot this year. In years past, Santa previously had met with guests in the American Adventure. So much like Pluto, much like many, Santa's meet and greet has moved spots. So if you want to go meet with the jolly man himself, uh, go head over to the Odyssey Pavilion at Epcot, which speaking of St. Nick, that feels like a pretty good transition to talk about the full details of the World Showcase Holiday Storytellers for the upcoming festival of the holidays at epcot okay well and speaking of saint nick we already talked about he's going to be in the odyssey pavilion but get ready for christmas with santa claus through december 24th whether you know him as saint nick Père noel or father christmas a visit from jolly santa claus brings good cheer for the seasons now performance details these are going to be sundays through saturdays performance times 11 a.m 12 30 2 p.m 3 30 5 p.m. and 6.30 p.m. as well. And the performance time is going to be 60 minutes. So it's going to be a pretty uh, lengthy performance. Uh, Los Posada celebration is going to be in the Mexican Pavilion. Uh, Feliz Navidad 
Join a fun and pageantry of Los Pasadas with dancers, piñatas, and the music of Mariachi Cobre. Performance details, again, Sundays through Thursdays, not Sundays through Saturdays like Santa Claus. Performance times are going to be 11.05 a.m., 12.05 p.m., 1.05 p.m., 3.05 p.m., 4.10 p.m., and 5.15 p.m., and this is going to be a 25-minute performance. A mischievous, magical barn Santa. Wow. Norway Pavilion. Celebrate the season with laughter as a mischievous barn Santa visits Sigrid, an unsuspecting Christmas storyteller. Uh, these will be Sundays through Saturdays, 11.35 a.m., 12.35 p.m., literally 35s all up until 6.35 p.m. and then 7.10 p.m. So, 11, 12, 1, 2. Oh, there is no 3. Love that, Disney. Thank you for skipping one time out of the day to not make it equal. It's fine. It's fine. 11, 35, 12, 35, 1, 35, 2, 35, 4, 35, 5, 35, 6, 35, and 7, 10. And these are 15-minute performances. We'll move to the Chinese Lion Dancer in the China Pavilion. Catch a glimpse of this colorful performance that brings good fortune and happiness in the Lunar New Year. Sundays through Saturdays, noon, 1 p.m., 2 p.m., 3 p.m., 4 p.m. And these are 15-minute performances as well. I've seen that show. It is a fun show to check out. Like, if you're, it's very close to the Tipsy Duck and Love uh, cart where you get that. Obviously, it's in the China Pavilion. So you get your Tipsy Duck and Love and you just happen to be uh, around there, say, like 2 p.m., uh, hang out, check it out. Uh, it's very fun to watch. Highly recommended from the Dawes. Two thumbs up. I think I've walked by it, but I don't think I've actually seen it. So maybe one day. Yeah, uh, give it a shot. I didn't realize what was going on until it's like, oh, this is like a show. It's like like it took me a couple minutes to realize what was going on. So, but the story but, of my life, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, lob. Befana, Befana, Befana. I want to say it's Befana, but I'm probably butchering that. So sorry. In the Italian pavilion, um, come hear the tale of La Befana, the kind-hearted witch who visits sleeping young children on the eve of the epiphany. Okay, Sundays through Saturdays, 11.30 a.m., 12.15, 1, 5 5.45, and this is also... Or uh, these are also 15 minute performances as well. With the exception of the Santa Claus uh, performance, these have been what 15 sure. and well, uh, th with the exception of uh, Santa and the uh, Los Posadas celebration, these have all been 15 minutes. So, like, if you're wanting, well, I was going to say bang for your buck. It's not like you have to pay for these. Uh, the Santa Claus one, I mean, that is that's 60 minutes is a significant chunk of time. Uh, moving over to the uh, Japan Pavilion, it's going to be the uh, Daruma Storyteller. I uh, hear the fascinating story of the Daruma doll and the Japanese customs of the New Year performance. This is, are going to be Sundays through Saturdays, 11.20 a.m., 12.40 p.m., 1.40 p.m., 3.20 p.m., 4.20 p.m., 5.05 p.m., 5.50 p.m., and then finally 6.35 p.m. Again, 15-minute performances. Uh, moving between the Morocco and France pavilions, it's going to be the Hanukkah Storytellers. Guests will discover an entertaining celebration of Hanukkah along the World Showcase Promenade, where a storyteller recounts traveling abroad to explore the diverse music and tradition of Hanukkah 
around the world. These shows will take place Sundays through Saturdays. Shows start at 10, 15 a.m., 11.30 a.m., 12.40 p.m., 1.15 p.m., 2.45 p.m., 3.45 p.m., 5 p.m., and then finally 6 p.m. with 15-minute performances. Moving over to the France Pavilion, Pierre Noël. Visit with Pierre Noël and rediscover the magic of Christmas through a letter of a delightful child. These performances will take place Sundays through Saturdays. Shows start at 10 a.m., 11 a.m., 12.10 p.m., 12.50 p.m., 2.15 p.m., 3.15 p.m., 4.30 p.m., and finally 5.15 p.m., and again, 15-minute performances. All right, so heading to Father Christmas in the United Kingdom Pavilion. Join Father Christmas as he rings in the season, sharing the traditions of the United Kingdom and good cheer. Sundays through Saturdays, 10.30 a.m., 11.30 a.m., 12.40 p.m., 1.30 p.m., 3, 4, 5, and 6 p.m. 15-minute performances. Uh, there's a theme here. Mm -hmm. Canadian Holiday Voyagers. Is that how you spell Voyagers? Yes, that Jeff, is how you spell Voyagers. you got to talk about how you spell Voyagers. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not how you spell Voyagers. That that's is, fine. in fact, how you spell I don't Voyagers. know. I don't believe you. Explore <laughs> holiday customs from various regions of Canada on a musical tour of the Great White North with Canadian Holiday Voyagers to... Um, Sundays through Saturdays, 11.45 a.m., 12.45, 1.45, 3.25, and 6.35. These are 20-minute performances. And you best believe I am Googling how to spell Voyagers because evidently I've been spelling it differently well, my uh, whole life. Well, first of all, I love the fact that you're arguing spelling on an audio podcast. So I don't think I it don't care. really... Uh, oh, it matters to me. Oh, there you go. It does matter to you, Steph. But it's like... Uh, you you do say you're noticing a theme when you're talking about uh, the performance time talking. Oh, about... they're two different words. Oh, okay, all right. Well, well, I'm I'm glad we cracked <laughs> this case wide open. I'm just yeah. I'm just saying the Voyager in the Canadian pavilions are um, traders, particularly in furs, and I'm thinking Voyager like person who voyages like a traveler. Mm. So. Mm. I was not incorrect, but I also was not in, not in, it's fine. Don't judge me. I'm just trying to make sure I'm correct. Thank goodness we had Steffer's PI on the case. You really cracked really this cracked. one wide open, Columbo. I'm going to talk about cookie strolls. I'm moving on. Landon <laughs> is bullying me on this podcast at this point. Anyway, 2022 holiday cookie stroll will be back for the International Festival of the Holidays. Um... This year, menu, the menus and locations expand as guests are welcome to visit locations in World Nature and World Celebration, in addition to venues in World Showcase. Here is a look at the stroll details. Purchase five cookies from any of the official cookie stroll locations featured in your festival passport, and be sure to collect a matching stamp for each cookie purchased. Once you've collected five stamps, bring the stamped passport to Holiday Sweets and Treats to receive a specialty treat. Ooh, Wait, that. hold on, hold on. Your prize for purchasing five cookies is another cookie. Yeah, it's always been that way. And 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 I guess your your other prize is diabetes. Anyway, here are the, the here are the menu items and locations. The Noche Buena Cochina has the alfajores. I'm assuming that I said that right because J's are H's, I think, in Spanish, but I haven't taken a Spanish class in a very long time, which is a vanilla shortbread cookie with dulce de leche and coconut. The Yukon Holiday Kitchen has a Snickers doodle 
cookie made with snicker bar pieces. Lime. Did we go through this? Maybe we didn't. Well, I think we're just going through the not the uh, cookies, museum. not the cookies. Uh, the Lahaim Holiday Kitchen has black and white cookie that is plant based. The American Holiday Table has chocolate crinkle cookie. The Bavaria Holiday Kitchen has the Linzer cookie. Holiday Hearth Desserts have the gingerbread cookie. And Sunshine Seasons has the M&M sugar cookie. I love M&M's on mm. a cookie. Oh, yeah. And then the Connections ha Cafe has a has a basic plain sugar cookie. I will say, um, this is, I mean, maybe it, it's like a fun for all ages thing, I guess. But there aren't many plant-based options. So I feel like plant-based eaters can't really participate unless you can buy five of one type of cookie yeah. but i'm pretty sure you have to buy five different cookies to Unle get this. yeah unless you load up so. on, on five of the black and white cookies from the Ohio holiday kitchen i don't think purchase five cookies from and i mean it doesn't say you can't really any oh, yeah. of the official huh. it says purchase five cookies from any of the official cookie booths so like honestly there's a little gray area there but i'm just saying there's only one plant-based cookie and i don't think that that's very inclusive disney but you can do you can complete this stroll between November 25th and December 30th, 2022. So go team. Okay, uh, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Uh, oh, what, no. what is what is what would be your go-to cookie? Just uh, what we rattled off here. Um, probably the first one I said with the with the dual set. Well, mm, actually, I'm lying to you. I'm lying to all of you. It'll be the Snickerdoodle cookie. Snickers doodle cookie because I like chocolate. I, the shortbread cookie with dulce de leche is a close second, but I don't really like coconut. So, I, wow. Okay, you just uh, took the words out of my mouth. If it, <laughs> if it wasn't for the coconut, I would have gone with the uh, yeah. dulce leche uh, or dulce de leche. I would yeah, have gone with I the vanilla uh, shortbread cookie, but I like coconut makes me violently ill. So I would go with the Snickers doodle cookie. Like, and 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 also it's like I'm intrigued by the black and white cookie just because it's plant based. I I I kind of kind of want to see see what it tastes yeah, like. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it'll be bad. Yeah, I think with plant based food, and someone can correct me. I think the thing with plant based foods is I think that the taste is usually there i think it's the texture that is that ends up being different Ooh, okay well and, and, I, mm, mm. and like jackson's a texture eater so like too. he would not mm. i don't don't quote me on that but i feel like for most things i feel like it's just a different texture which to me i'm just like i'm just gonna eat this because i'm hungry you know what i'm saying i don't know but, but i'm not a texture eater well, and um, I am I am a texture eater, so I'm interested. I don't know how that translates to cookies. Like, I, does it make it more grainy? Does it make it more um, dense? Does it make it more... I am just curious. If there are any plant-based eaters or have eaten plant-based items, just let me know. You can correct me if I'm wrong. But I think that that's what... I think that there's some sort of... I don't know. I will say I do not like chickpea pasta. That has nothing to do with anything, but that was like my venture into like healthy eating. Absolutely disgusting. I will never eat that again. Thank you for that, Steffers. We, we, You're very welcome. We appreciate Moving you on. weighing in there. And then uh, last little bit of holiday news coming out of Epcot. We got to see a logo for the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind for their holiday 
edition. Uh, Disney shared the first look of the festive logo for the new roller coaster in Epcot. The overlay will also have a new festive song for riders to enjoy. Uh, and I think it's interested, interesting what they said. It's going to have a new festive song because I was under the impression that they were going to have a playlist of holiday songs but with disney saying it's going to have a new festive song i'm taking that away that disney is going to make its own original holiday song for cosmic rewind which it's like on the one hand part of me gets it's like you know you want to own your own song particularly if it's a holiday song so you know you can just you know uh license it out and get all the residuals and you don't have to pay said licensing uh for holiday songs uh but on the flip side it's kind of a bummer because you know it's like like i mean Part of me does think it would be cool to be jamming through the galaxy with, you know, uh, Star-Lord and Rocket and Groot and the rest of the crew listening to uh, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. Hold on a second. I don't think this is a, a new, like a, a new, new song. I just think it's new to the ride song. Okay. Okay. All right. That's interesting. That's, you see, like, I, I, hmm. See, because like like the way the way I initially imagined it when they said that there was going to be a holiday remix for the Guardians coaster in Epcot, it was just they were they were going to have a new playlist and they were going to have classic, you know, of the era, so so to speak, um, songs to play throughout the throughout uh, throughout the ride. So instead of stuff like you know. Earth, Wind, and Fire, September, you would have maybe like the aforementioned uh, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. I think it still could happen. I, and I think that would be awesome. That's, that's really what I'm hoping. Or part of me wonders, because if you, if you remember, we have the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special coming on Disney+. Plus. Part of me, and, and, and the reason I think this might be an original holiday song I think we might get our first taste or first listen of what this song might be in that holiday special. I think there's going to be some tie over some corporate synergy, so to speak in the, in that holiday special. And it's going to show up on the coaster as well. That's a fair, fair guess, fair assumption. I don't know. I synergy, but are they really synergistic? Mm, this is Disney staffers. Of course, they're synergistic. That's the are they though? Looking for. Are they though? Um, yeah, I, I'm trying to. So I, while you're like talking, I was trying to think of like what cool song they could do. I feel like Mariah Carey would be hilarious because you can have them like jamming to it. Well, you know, mm -hmm. um, some Jackson Five, Santa Claus is back, uh, back in town. Maybe. I was thinking more rockish, like more grunge, you know? I don't know. Ooh, that that uh I I, I have a couple ideas for some listener interaction at Does Does Disney at its steppers at its land does. What do you think the Guardians should be jamming out to in the galaxy for their holiday remix? Get at us and let us know. Heck, maybe we can put together our own holiday remix. And then be disappointed when we figure out what it is. <laughs>
set ourselves up for disappointment, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> or it'd be really shocking if one of our things actually like comes to fruition. So it's a two-sided coin. That's fine. Whatever the outcome may be, we're getting a holiday overlay finally for a ride and a new special song. Yeah, so, yeah, and and that's that's. I think that's the highlight. Is well, that I, we're getting I, I, something I was, finally. I, I, it it is a highlight, and I think that's exciting. I was going to say this is the first time it's happened in Walt Disney World Resort, but uh, you know, Jingle Cruise, that that's uh, fake, oh, fake news, fake. Jeffers, I'm throwing you off the Take. podcast. How dare you? How dare you besmirch the good name of the Jungle slash Jingle Cruise? It's great, but it doesn't change. It, it doesn't change it at all, really. Like it's it just, says, Jingle on it, Steffers. The content of the ride is still the content of the ride, and they just throw hats. Okay, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. Steffers were. Yes, that now. counts. That counts barely. <laughs> I want the whole package. I want the overlay with a cool song. I guess I really can't talk ish about it because the Haunted Mansion overlay in Disneyland is just Nightmare Before Christmas. So, and I don't really know what that entails. No spoilers, please. I want to experience it myself, but I guess what up? Fine. Jingle Cruise half counts. Scoreboard. Point Scoreboard. two. Scoreboard. Point two for Landon. Scoreboard. All right, Moving so, on. Yeah, uh, talking on Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. It is the only attraction in Walt Disney World that is currently using a virtual queue. And last week on the podcast, uh, Steffers and I talked about how Walt Disney World had been sending guests surveys asking their opinions on virtual queues. We had a conversation. What are our opinions on virtual queues? So we then asked you, the lovely listener, the exact same question. What are your opinions on virtual cues and we asked you to weigh in on a poll on twitter at does does disney your thoughts on virtual cues and your thoughts as well and um tied for second i guess uh love them and hate them tied uh 13 percent of the vote and then your winner with a resounding 73 percent of the vote or technically 73 point Three percent repeating. Um, uh, can I get a combo of uh, virtual queue and standby? Which is, I, 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 I think that's kind of as as you'll see. I think there's going to be a reason why it was the runaway winner when it comes to the vote. Um, uh, Kevin weighed in. Fast passes or nothing. Uh, we do still have some people who do miss the fast pass system, and uh, quite frankly, it's like. I do see the appeal of the fast pass system, um, uh, especially once you get in the park and you can book your fast passes and get that uh, magical rolling fast pass uh, once you get your three booked. Uh, yeah, I'm I I can uh, I can see the appeal in that. Uh, Michael weighs in. My take: uh, lose them all, go back to the open lanes for everyone, like it was back in the golden age of Disney in the '80s. No fast passes. Uh, no Genie Plus, just go back to the parks and be in the moment. No app checking, no paying extra, just living in the moment. And I I actually do see the appeal in that. I mean, I do think there is a lot of head buried in the phone, refreshing the app. Oh, we can, we can move here. Oh, look at this. Uh, there's a wait time of 15 minutes here. Let's try and beeline it to the other side of the park and while you're trying to beeline it to the other side of the park you're just completely like tunnel visioned and you're not taking in 
the part of the park that you're in. So it's like, I do see some of what Michael's talking about there. Jacqueline at Pixie Dust PhD says, I think a mix is likely ideal, but mostly I just wish the virtual queues for popular rides didn't have their first drop at 7 a.m. Yes, preach, preach. <laughs> but the thing is, is if you make it later, then more people are awakened and it defeats the purpose. It, it's, it drives those who are really determined then want to whatever, or they can just spend their money on Genie Plus. Anyway. But but at the same time, I mean, it, it, it is kind of a bummer. If you're on vacation, you got to get up at 7 a.m. Okay, to... honestly, you're, you know you're waking up anyway to get ready to rope drop. If you I want mean, to, though. I mean, most people do. Not they me. don't think it's that much of a stretch to make it 7 a.m. I'm just saying, most people, especially if they have kids, they're waking up early. Well, uh, before we get to uh, Papa Monorail's answer, uh, do you have any thoughts on uh, Michael or Kevin's uh, response? I don't mind Michael's at all. Like, sometimes the simpler it is, the, like, the simpler it is better. Um, I like convenience, though, so that's honestly never going to happen ever again where they just completely get away do away with everything because it'll be more hassle than it's worth mm -hmm. so michael very valid point however unfortunately it will never it will never ever go back to that way because i mean it, it really does feel like a disney trip is very tied to the my disney experience app yep. and now the genie plus in the lightning lanes like for better or for well worse at this point yeah, I don't. This is a very tricky pickle. Because it's also, I think for me, it's very subjective depending on what, like everyone's ride preference is different. What's worth it for some people or not worth it for others. It's very much like you can't win them all type of thing and you can't please everyone. And I think that that's, I think that that's where we're at. But speaking of Justin Monorail, he says, virtual cues, virtual cues, as far as the eye can see, everything the light touches, virtual cues. So I think he's a fan <laughs> of yeah. the virtual cues. It's really not clear to me. Um, I was going to say, I, I wonder where he voted. <laughs> can't really tell. Um, but I think that's just the way of the future at this point is virtual queuing. Mm -hmm. And and kind of kind of like we talked last week, it's like it would be interesting to see if they opened it to more than just one attraction particularly it's like in a park like hollywood studios it's like namely i mean tower of terror i think would benefit vastly from having something like virtual queue i think the quality of life for riders on that attraction would benefit exponentially by having something like that but again we we talked about you do something like that that's going to take away the incentive quote unquote for people to then buy the individual lightning lanes which takes away from disney's bottom line so it's kind of the whole snake eating its own tail type situation but yeah i'm uh, not surprising to hear that papa monorail is a fan of uh using technology but um on the flip side uh disney pickaday friend of the show lewis he says he hates Virtual queues that require you getting up at 7 a.m. or really compete for a spot, but loves the concept of joining a queue without standing in line. So maybe Lewis doesn't necessarily stand on the opposite 
side of the argument of Justin Monreal, but kind of uh, stands in solidarity with Dr. Jacqueline, hates the fact that you have to get up at 7 a.m. to get said spot in line. Uh, then Paul weighs in, says, uh, I don't know how plausible this is, but a but virtual queues based on the time of year and anticipated crowd sizes. Uh, time to put that reservation system to good use. Now, I think that's a great idea. If Disney is going to continue to implement their park reservation system and they can guesstimate how many people are going to be in the park, I, I mean, use you, in theory, have those stats at your fingertips. Use them. And use them to where, you know, you can improve the guest's day in the park i mean you already you already have their money so i mean help them out but i mean on the flip side they already have your money so what's the incentive i don't know and then uh since uh this last response uh speaks on universal steppers why don't you take it um chris from crispy's theme park adventures i say go the route universal took with hagrid's and make certain rides virtual during busier days and stand by on quieter days bridge the gap not a bad idea not a bad suggestion and and citing universal with what they've done with hagrid's there's precedent it can be done yeah they use it to figure out how to do genie plus that's what they use that that reservation system for they're just taking your data so that they know how to jack up the prices for Genie Plus. <laughs> Their peak will be when on the upper end of the Genie Plus prices. There's no there's no incentive for them to give it to us for free since they've already implemented a paid system that they see works. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it does help. Just It just helps with the paid system that they have created. I don't think we would get, like... I don't think it would benefit them to make virtual queues spread despite it being like to us it would make sense you know mm -hmm. like i think their version of the virtual queue for each ride is the genie plus system which completely makes sense like it is technically it'll tell you when to return it's just not it's just not ideal like it's not sustainable it's not you can't it's just not the same as like the waking up at seven and getting a virtual queue. It's like getting up at nine and paying your way onto these rides and hoping you can like, and then you don't know necessarily what order of the rides you should get your genie plus in type of thing, you know, mm -hmm. kind of, you're just getting what you can get at that point. And I don't think that that's the most efficient. I do think like having just multiple virtual queues would be great. And then, like, and at Universal, at Volcano Bay, you can only have one at a time, maybe, or two. And then if you really, like, don't think you're going to be able to get one or the other, then you could purchase the Genie Plus for the balance of whatever. I don't know. I think they could, they could get a balance there. Mm -hmm. I just don't really know. There's no way Genie Plus is going away. And if it's going, it's not going to go away anytime soon. No. So it's one of those trying to balance between, like, trying to utilize the tool you've created and also customer happiness type of thing so could be done i just don't know quite what the execution would be on that logistically but i do think they could maybe offer more rides with virtual queues and and i mean just based on our listeners response overwhelmingly they do think there is a world where virtual queues and standby lines can live together but i do think they should implement 
virtual queues more than they already are. And uh, I like the suggestions that you, Steffers, have made. And I like the suggestions that some of our listeners have made. So, uh, but Just like, think, virtual queues, more money spent in the gift shops. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, as always, uh, when, whenever you exit an attraction, it's always through the gift shop. Uh, Steffers, before we exit through the gift shop, uh, I want to reach out to the listener and say for this week, uh, I want to reiterate, if you have a song that you think that the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind Holiday Remix should feature, let us know at Does Does Disney, at It's Steffers, at Landos on Twitter. And another question I want to ask, we talked about it at the top of the show. Now that Disney and their advertisement and their promotion of it, uh, talking about the closing of the 50th anniversary celebration of Walt Disney World. I have a feeling the response I'm going to get. What are your thoughts as a whole on the 50th anniversary celebration? What is a highlight from it? What is a low light from it? And as a whole, what do you think on it? Get at us and let us know that as well. Your response could be read on air, just like Kevin's was, just like Dr. Jacqueline's was, just like Crispy's was. Your response could be read next week on air. We love the interaction. Thank you so much. It does not go unappreciated whenever you take time to reach out and let us know what y'all think. Best fans in the podcasting game mean it from the bottom of my heart. Steffers, where can the love of listener find you and your podcast? Um, I'm Adventures with Steffers on all your podcasting platforms, um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, also, my episodes are now available on YouTube. I am moving toward um, actual video shows as well. So my first video show will be uh, published on Wednesday. So go check that out. Um, you can follow me on Instagram or TikTok. Well, let's do and TikTok adventures with Steffers. Uh, Twitter is it's Steffers. And, um, you know, my YouTube, I don't have a custom link. So just search adventures with Steffers on YouTube and you will see my beautiful face. Yeah. Yeah. Follow me on Twitter. L-A-N-D-O-Z. Please go follow me. Landon Doan. I'm the best. Landon Doan, not the rest. That's where you can follow me. 280 characters at a time. I also appear on the Phil Show News Talk 98.7 WOKI radio station locally here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Streaming 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at Newstalk987.com. Also available on the iHeartRadio app and the Newstalk987 app as well um uh and also once again i want to mention it florida is still in recovery mode after hurricane ian uh hold on a second what i didn't get to do my butt munch chips sit on your butt and munch i feel whatever the word is that i can't think of outraged there it is yeah you were so (laughs) outraged you couldn't even think of the word Eggbuttmunchchips.com. Sit on your butt and munch. All right. Keep going. Hurricane Ian. Very important information. Yeah. After you and Justin Monorail in the <laughs> lounge just totally fired shots at me. Mm, I yeah. just, did you ever think that the shots were being fired because we love your content and just want it to be updated? Of course. That's the only reason I thought they were fired. But of course, now I'm firing back. But um, yes. Hurricane Ian. A lot of... um. Great causes out there to help. 
Um, my college is also providing a lot of resources for the students. So if you follow me on Instagram, I do repost those as they're posted. Um, but go ahead, Lyndon. Sorry. Hurricane Ian. Yeah. Um, uh, I mentioned it earlier. Uh, Central or Second Harvest uh, Food Bank of Central Florida. If you donate $1, they can turn $1 into four meals and feed somebody who needs it. Uh, so a $10 donation turns into 40 meals. Um, Google search Second Harvest Food Bank of Central Florida. But um, you know what? I'm just a fan of Second Harvest in general. If you can give... If you can give uh, to Second Harvest in your backyard, I would encourage you to do so. I said it last week. I have a personal relationship with Second Harvest Food Bank of East Tennessee. I know the quality of work that they do. I know the quality of people that they hire. So two thumbs up from the does, um, but particularly for the people in Florida, uh, we're still thinking about you. We're still praying for you. And we know you'll be back. You'll be better than ever. Um, uh, Steffers, any final thoughts before we hit the door? Um, the, uh, breakfast with the Grinch is available now for purchase right. at, um, Universal Orlando and Halloween Horror Nights. They added two nights. One is tomorrow, October 11th. And the other one I believe is October 24th. So if you were supposed to go during Hurricane Ian, uh, call guest services, figure out what you can do there. Um, also I'm thinking about getting breakfast with the Grinch. So maybe you should think about getting breakfast with the Grinch because we love the Grinch. Um, also take care of all your healths um my episode on wednesday actually really talks about social anxiety and um kind of mental health kind of stuff so if you're interested in that i highly recommend you check it out um yeah okay that's all i have to say uh, i hope you all are beautifully beautiful days ahead of you make good choices and it's okay not to be okay and i'm gonna stop talking now well uh have you ever done breakfast with the grinch I haven't. I was thinking of doing it for the first time because it looks epic. He roasts you. Ooh, that does sound fun. Well, well, I I, I hope you do uh, that experience because I would love to hear a Steffers report, whether it be on this fine podcast or on your fine podcast, Adventures with Steffers. And uh, I look forward to hearing your podcast on Wednesday, Steffers, because uh, mental health is a very important thing and uh like you said oh we go into like a huge tangent on the the different dimensions of health it's like a whole thing well i look forward to hearing hearing that conversation steffers thanks you're the best you're the best steffers read a book love you buddy love you buddy all right uh thank a cast member thank a team member especially right now uh disney and universal pay your cast members and pay your team members living wages they are rock stars. Without them, none of what you have happening, it doesn't happen without them. Uh, so treat them like the rock stars that they are, especially right now. They picked up the ball and ran with it when so many people were worried and scared after what happened last week. But even before that, total flipping rock stars. So Disney and Universal, treat them right. And treat each other right. Treat each other okay. You don't know what everybody else has going on in their life. Be decent to each other. You don't know how far a kind word or a kind gesture will go. And you don't know what everybody else has going on. So ask yourself, how would this impact me? I don't know. And uh, be decent to yourself. Take care of yourself. Including not only your physical health, but your mental health is too. But your mental health too. Your mental health can be just as important as your physical health. And uh, 
exhale and have some fun. And uh, if you can do those two things, that would mean the world to me. Those are some words by uh, the professor from the Tolarian Community College on YouTube. If you're a fan of Magic the Gathering, go check him out. Big fan of his work. Um, uh, but uh, for my friend Steffers, my name is Landon Dung. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Does Does Disney. We'll see you back here next Monday. Love y'all. Mean it. You've been great. We've been Does Does Disney. Stay tuned for the secret sound, you Jedi scum. Zoe was taking one and a half pills twice a day, and you, you know how dogs love pills, so I had to get these like little peanut butter pocket things. So, so she thinks that those are treats. So that's the only way she'll take uh, medicine is you have to wrap it in like peanut butter pockets. Um, can we? I just he has his own jar of peanut butter, and then I take a spoon and I scoop out a little bit of peanut butter, and I stick the pill in it, and I say, "Here's your peanut butter," and mm-hmm. he just looks the spoon because he's a cutie. Yep. D- dogs are much like me. Uh, I only take my pills too when when you put it in peanut butter or or wrap it in cheese or something. Well, what week are we doing this? This week, I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> I just oh, so you're not wearing up. pants? Okay, Sa- save that for our OnlyFans. Because I also run hot. Like, yeah, you do. Thanks. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making a very like confused face. Last week, uh, we saw Zo- Zoe. No, that that is not a toy. No. Jeffers, well, that's the... I know. I know. I know. actually really like that they're getting out of World Showcase. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> well, Steffers is dead. That's neat. It's going to be our, be, our, be our first uh, in-memoriam secret sound. Uh <laughs> I took a breath and it was just not it. Woo! <gasps> okay. Man, that would have been a really weird <laughs> end of the episode if I didn't hit record there. <laughs> oh, man. I would have been very upset at myself. Also uh, true. You would have. To weigh in on a poll on Twitter at Does Does Disney. <sighs> Thank you, Zoe. All right. You ready? I'm as ready as I'll ever be. That's the spirit. Hold on. I'm going to take a sip of my. Yeehaw Oktoberfest. Drink local, Steffers. Good beer. Not a sponsor. You know, there's there's a lot of stuff I can do well. Heck, there's even a couple things I can do very well. But when it comes to graphic design, that is one thing I cannot do at all. Thankfully, I have a friend in Matt and love of the mouse multimedia. You know and love their work. The sleek and soon-to-be-beloved logo for this very podcast, Does Does Disney, that was them. The classic morning monorail logo and all its variants, that was Love of the Mouse too. And not only does Love of the Mouse have an incredible talent for graphic design, they're easy to work with and collaborate. They listen to your ideas and suggestions, then they bring them to life. 
So if you're looking to start your own blog, podcast, YouTube channel, Etsy shop, whatever creative outlet that you're thinking of, Love of the Mouse can help your brand to stand out in the crowd. Connect with Matt on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram by searching Love of the Mouse Multimedia or at L-O-T-M Multimedia or visit loveofthemousepodcast.com or email loveofthemousepodcast at gmail.com to contact him about your design needs. We're talking logos, social media promos, advertisements, websites, and so much more. And if you're uh, looking for some more awesome Disney content, make sure and subscribe to his show, Love of the Mouse Podcast, on your favorite streaming applications. And tell him the Dawes sent you. I, I, I don't know if that'll get you anything up. I just always wanted to say that. Thank you.